I'm happy that you guys are happy. Oh, I, I really am just because I, I am because I, I love I love I love Vucevic man I, I always have so um, I'm happy that you guys are happy with him I'm that that makes me happy because I, I want people to 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 cherish him the way that I did oh yeah I'm excited that's a beautiful way for us to open this I gotta cut a, cut a color coordinate my I gotta color coordinate my I'm seeing it now. I never really thought about it until like seeing it in this camera, but I really gotta color coordinate my closet a little bit better. Getting a Roy G Vivid, dude. That's what I used to do. I know, I gotta do it. It's been a while. Just like so many pieces moved out recently and I didn't you know, I didn't replenish. You know, some i I'm really heavy on some colors and really light on others and it's like, you know, I have like one orange. Probably no orange actually now I think about it. Is a terrible color. You should not wear orange. That does not. Yeah, uh, orange doesn't go well with our skin tones. <laughs> oh, thanks, Dad. Makes us look sickly. Thanks for looking. Thanks for looking. Be honest, man. I can't wear yellow. Yeah, yeah. So yellow is also does not work for a lot of skin tones. I rock yellow. Uh, yeah, so it, it looks. It's got the it looks mustard shirt right here. And tan, but orange doesn't look good on us. Oh cool, man. Orange Rocket. looks rough. That Dwight Schrute, man. That's my shit. Yeah. A big. Uh, Oatmeal colored anything, t-shirts, button downs, etc. Sure, baby, baby vomit. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. No, no, no. Like a, like a, like an off-white, not like a. But yes, I know what you're saying. Baby, baby vomit. Yeah, that's that's kind of like greener, like a or milky, good. like a milky baby vomit. No, that's not at all what he's talking about. Hmm. Mm. No, gross. <laughs> that's disgusting. <laughs> Ugh, I don't like that Ooh. at all. I don't know, man. Uh, my favorite color is black. So I own a lot of black. Uh, same. Yeah. I also do as well. So like, I feel you on that. A lot of black. I, you- I, the other day I was like realizing like, oh man, I, it really is just all black. <laughs> I own a lot of black clothes. Just never noticed that before until the other day when I was doing laundry. You, the things you learn in quarantine? Not really, but <laughs> still. <laughs> I, think we, I think we always knew that about you. Yeah, no, I've always been a fan of black um and you're listening to this podcast because you're a fan or you're about to be hey yo if you're a new listener welcome to nba the podcast that tries to talk nba shit but mostly we just talk shit like what kind of colors uh go well with our skin tone and clothing Uh, i'm your host nikki keelas aka Derek jones barbecue and foot massage jr Uh, i got my co-host my brother from the same mother jay uh, it is Jay Keelas, a.k.a. Evan Fortnite Yay. I'm cool with it. It works. And our brethren with less melanin, it's Tad. Hey, what's up? It's Tad, uh, a.k.a. Avery Bradley Beal. Hmm. I, I actually am okay with that. I always enjoy those. Hmm. I forget what those things are called, where it's the same. Like a mashup? Uh, yeah, like the last player mashup. Player. There's there's an actual term for it. They do it in Jeopardy a mm-hmm. lot. Yeah, there's an actual term I don't remember. Jeopardy. Because I always remember uh what's the one? The the Georges Papayanis Antetokounmpo. <laughs> Georges Papayanis and no, you, Giannis you, Antetokounmpo. Yeah, you knocked it out. Oh, look at I know I'm crushing it. Uh, speaking of crushing it, today's Nikki's random stat quiz, the RSQ. Um, oh, that we're calling out. Make it t-shirt. I don't know. Every single time, it's just something specifically about the fact that this is a quiz about stats. I love it. Stat Let's quiz. do it. Let's do it. Um, Will Chamberlain, quite quite famous for being good, real good. At a lot. Um, of nickname uh, the record book is kind of like kind of lets you know. 
Also, according to basketball references, nickname is also Big Musty and The Load. <laughs> Wilt The Load Chamberlain, according to basketball yeah. reference. Um, interesting. <laughs> um, the only season he didn't uh, he wasn't an all-star was the season that he only played 12 games due to injury. He still averaged 27.3 points and 18.4 rebounds in those 12 games, though. So Soft. it's pretty good. Soft. But not only is Will Chamberlain very good at just loading up the stat book, but he is also very good at playing for a long time. Can you tell me which season did he average the most minutes per game? Minutes per game? Yes, minutes. Can you give me the year ranges again? Um, Can I share one thing real fast? Mm-hmm. A fun fact about Will Chamberlain is that throughout his entire career, he never had a season where he played less than 40 minutes per game. So that actually makes this more difficult. Yeah, he played a lot. So what was it, like 67 to like late 7? No, probably 59, 59-60, and his last season was 72-73. There it is. Oh wow! So his last season was that season that they won a championship. Interesting. Yeah. Or maybe it was um, the after. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Um. Huh. I'm gonna say it's earlier in the career. I'm gonna say it's during his period where he was playing for the Warriors. Let's call it 1965. 1965. Okay. And Ted. I'm going to say 1967. 1967. Wow. You guys came in his fourth and then fifth place of years for minutes. Those those years in 65-66, it was 47.3. And 67-68, it was 46.8. That's insane. It's even earlier in his career that he averages the most minutes. 59. A 21-year-old Will Chamberlain. No. A little bit later after that. Damn it. It's oh, also 62. 61 to 62. God damn it! Yeah. <laughs> it's the year. It's well, Jay said fifty nine, so I was like, I was like, I'm gonna, I was like, because I was, I was thinking like fifty nine or sixty, and then Jay said fifty nine, and you said no, so then I was like, well, fuck. <laughs> so it's got to be, and then you said later, so I was like, okay, I was like, let's, I was like, maybe like, you know, sixty two, like he was kind of, you know, getting in his groove, and they were like, oh, we could just run this guy up and down the floor every night. Yeah, true. Yeah, so his sixty one, sixty two season, he averaged forty eight point five minutes per game. 50.4 points per game. More points per game. <laughs> like, he was scoring a point a minute, pretty much. Uh, ridiculous. Also, 25, 25.7 rebounds per game. That man's amazing. Mm. I wish I could watch footage of him. That's the only reason I'd go back in time, to watch him play. Because I don't know how fun the past is. It wasn't good for us, I can tell you pretty confidently. Yeah. So let's look forward to the future. This past Thursday, this would have been fine for me. Past. Yeah, I think you would. Have yeah, been no, dad would have been chill. Dad would have been chill. Would have a great time. Real good. Yeah, life would have been really good for you. Like, oh wow, yeah, it was amazing. Yeah. No, I would. Um, I would want to be Tad in 1961 for sure. Yeah, for sure. Not in 2021. Because <laughs> truthfully, you dude, probably would be the point guard throwing the ball. That's up true. You might have been. You might have been playing with Wilt at that point in time. Yeah, right. Because you could beat all of those NBA players back then. I might also be getting killed in a jungle in Vietnam. So like, I mean, you know, we can't rule those things out. So, you know, 
it's true. That's There's fair. also a possibility. Uh, but and we're not, not going to worry about – Not if you were the best point guard in the NBA. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? I'd come in and I'd go between my legs one time and they'd be like, give this man the largest contract in league history. <laughs> He's a witch. Burn him. And you would be shooting from like three and hitting a couple of them. They'd be like, what is he doing? What a waste of a shot. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude. And back out. in those days, if have you ever watched footage Sometimes from old games, like from like the 50s already. and 60s? Yeah, they just chuck it up from anywhere, man. It's wild. I, I realized really why. I, watched, I remember watching a, a small – I don't remember what it was, but I remember watching like a small documentary, I think on YouTube or some shit, where it was talking about like old school basketball. And they, and they were like – it was like uh, the same sort of thought process of like soccer. Maybe someone get, or like hockey. Someone get the rebound. Get the, the big guy down low gets the rebound. <laughs> it's like just throw it up and someone will get the rebound and then they'll put it back in. Um, speaking of. Can I say rebounds, one quick what? thing? Yeah. Just about like past eras. There's a podcast I listen to called Circling Back. Uh, and one of the bits that they do on there is they talk like like 1930s or like 1940s gangsters sometimes. They're like, yeah, see. <laughs> and I, I was just thinking the other day, I was like. Man, it must have been really easy to put criminals away back in 1935 because they'd put a guy in the stand and they'd be like, sir, uh, what can you tell us about the murders? And immediately they'd go, yeah, yeah see, me and my buddy, my partner here, and be like, oh, okay, well, he's guilty. Because <laughs> like, only only the criminals talk like that. So Guilty. <laughs> oh, the... I was about to say the 20s, but I was like, I guess it's not really the 20s. The olden days. Uh, let's talk trades, guys. This Thursday was trade deadline. And uh, some good, I think some good moves, some questionable ones, but some very good moves happened. Uh, and I think we should just start close to home. Probably the most important one. Um, the Magic. Trade Aaron Gordon and Gary Clark to the Denver Nuggets. For Gary Harris, RJ Hampton, and future first round picks. Matt, uh, uh, Tad, this this is your home team. This is your Magic. This is your squad. Can you can you go ahead and say what? Well, how do you feel about specifically this trade? We'll get into other trades, but I want to first start start off with this trade. Magic were sellers this trade deadline. Um, yeah, I mean, good riddance to Aaron Gordon. Yeah, <laughs> like you just simply not gonna miss. Just simply not gonna miss. You that don't. Guy. You don't love that afro. I just, man, like, I don't know if it's Orlando's fault that he hasn't developed. Like, maybe it is a little bit. Like, he's gone through a few coaching changes, so, like, there's probably some degree there. But he also has refused to play the role that he's best at. Like, he wants to play a off-the-ball slasher, scorer, uh, sh- like, shoot threes and do that kind of thing. And, like, has been pretty steadfast in his refusal to play, like, a true four. Um yeah, some things have definitely hindered his development, but I also think like part of what has really hindered it is just like his his what like he he wants to be like a superstar. I mean, when the guy's demanding a trade and saying I want to go to a big market where I have branding opportunities, to me that says that like you really are just like the only thing you really care about is uh like you know yourself it has really nothing to do with winning or, or team fit or anything like that. And like, whatever, um, you know, there were those rumors that coming out that he may end up going to Minnesota and then he started backtracking pretty much everything that he said. And it was like, dude, no, fuck you. I just left a really bad taste in my mouth. Um, he came, I mean, he was the, he was the fourth overall pick back in 2013 or 14, sorry, 2014. 2014 yeah. And, um, it just never really lived up to that. Um, 
I root I rooted for him for a long time, and yeah, like there were some bumps uh, <laughs> along the way, but like I don't know. He's a decent defender. He's an he's an overrated defender, but he's a good defender. Um, I don't know. He doesn't really do much for you offensively. I'd be interested to see how he fits in in Denver. Um, I do think getting Gary Clark and JaVale McGee um, were both good pickups for for Denver. Uh, JaVale McGee gets to come home, which you know everybody kind of loves. Um, he's not from there, no. but he was a ri- he played there originally. Yeah. That's my point. Mm, no, you know. No, he did. Yeah. No, he got drafted yes, by the Wizards. Did. Oh, I forgot because they had him and Andre Blatch. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. I think I just tried to blank that out of my brain because they were so fucking to, bad. Yeah, and it was like just to, circus basketball. You tried to. God, I. Yeah, you're right. Brain. Well, whatever. He played there once upon a time. So he's coming back to one of his many homes. <laughs> yeah, he's been moving around. Uh, Jay, what, what are you thinking of Aragorn? Oh, I'm sorry. You got more? No, I was just going to say, uh, Orlando getting picks from Denver. Um, Gary Harris is expiring after this year, and they won't have to pay him. So, like, that's fine. He'll probably end up back in Denver somehow. Um, yeah, I mean, look, like, nothing Orlando did was to make the team better. It was to prepare for the future, which, like, I hate to fucking say, like, we're doing again. Um, but, I mean, the thing is, the core group of guys we had weren't going to win anything anyway. It was making the playoffs was fun, but, like, they were never going to get over that hump. So, uh, time to start over. My The nice thing is now I, I don't have to even really pretend to root for them for a little while, and I can just focus on my babies in the West, the Portland Trailblazers, and just continue to, like, give them all of my energy uh, and root for them until Orlando kind of comes back to, you know, prominence. I am. Well, we'll talk about it. Talk about it later. I'll let Jay say his piece. Um, I mean, I think the original question was, hey, the Orlando, like Orlando was sellers just in general. So obviously, like the big marquee trade of the day was the Vooch trade. Nobody saw that coming. I mean, there was rumors around Vooch, but Chicago hadn't got they weren't mentioned in any of those rumors. You heard mm-hmm. Boston, you know, that was probably the most common one Um, and maybe some other suitors. But like. Chicago was never in any of those rumors. Well, let me say that trade really quick. We got the Bulls get Vucevic and Alfaru Aminu, and the Magic will get uh or did get Wendell Carter Jr., Otto Porter Jr., and two future first round picks. They're a top four. Yeah, I just want to top four protection. I just want to them. Yes, mention something. I was gonna mention the Vooch trade, but Nikki said let's start with talking about the Aaron Gordon trade. Oh, did he? And then you mm-hmm. just decided that we were gonna just talk about the Vucevic trade. It's it's fine. I just wanted to be clear that I was following the rules and not ignoring that my you know my team's best player got traded. I wasn't pretending that that didn't happen. That's fair. I I okay. I misremember. You did talk for a long time. That, that was, I was not. I was not calling you out there. Uh, I was. I was more so. Just, I was. I was not okay, calling okay. you we out. We were talking about the Aaron Gordon trade. That's fine. Uh, I was just well, trying to make it clear that I was. I was not ignoring the fact, even though. I'm look, gonna, we can talk Magic in man's. general if you guys want, because Magic did eventually give a trade for Boston as they sent Evan Fournier over there. Um, so we can talk all of the Magic trades first because they had a lot, but as we said, they were sellers through and through. Well, so here's what I'll say. I think like, um, the easy opinion to take in the I guess the 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 days le- the days after the trade deadline is like, oh, the most impactful trade is Vooch to the to the to the bulls because he's the highest profile player that was traded by far um we'll talk about some of the other people that were supposed to be traded but but weren't traded later um i think the aaron gordon trade is actually actually the most important of the trades that happened during the trade deadline just in terms of impact on the rest of the season 
for teams that needed to make a push. I think, you know, Tad kind of hit on this a little bit, but like Aaron Gordon, in like a role where he's basically the fourth best player on the team is much better than like trying to squeeze him into the superstar role that he's just clearly not. He basically comes in in a Jeremy Grant role, except that he, well, maybe not this season, but like historically has been a better shooter and shooting like 37% from three this year, which is probably a fucking, it's going to be an outlier for his career. And like, who knows if he stays at that level, but like he's shooting the ball well. And uh, he gives them that, like that uh, post kind of wing switchy defender that they lost with Jeremy Grant. Um, And it's going to be interesting to see him in a role where like, he's going to be able to like, he's never had a real point guard and now he gets to play with the best passer in the NBA. Like I'm so fascinated to see what playing with Jokic does for his game. Just like what Jokic has done with the rest of these guys. Like if you look at Aaron Gordon's history of playing in Orlando, best point guard he played with was DJ Augustine. Like maybe I, I, it's just, he's never really played with a true playmaker, somebody who can, and he's not a playmaker himself. So it's not like he could like, like you could run the, the offense through him. I'm fascinated to see him with, uh, with Jokic and they're going to be this like very fun switchable defensive lineup now with MPJ and Aaron Gordon. And frankly, Aaron Gordon probably helps with, I mean, Michael Porter Jr. is a terrible defender. So having him, I'm, I'm really interested in, in what that does, like what they, uh, what we, what they do with him. And also like, they really didn't give that much up. Like the, the pick that they give up, I believe was a pick swap. It wasn't even a, f- or I might be thinking about the heat trade. Not yeah, there was trade. yes. Orlando did not give up any draft. Okay, capital so, so no no draft capital was was, uh, was the Magic got a future first round pick. I can see what it was. I can't um, remember. I can so look up there. Gordon trade first round deal. pick and Gary Harris, who to Tad's point is going to come off the books next year, and RJ Hampton, who is a promising young point guard prospect that they'll be able to you know. It's going to be Markel, RJ Hampton, and, and Cole Anthony for the foreseeable future until they figure out like who their point guard of the future is. But you can also play a lot of two point guard, you know, lineups with those guys. Um, you know, it's they didn't really give that much to get him, and yet they got Aaron Gordon in Denver. They're making a surge. Some of the teams in the West are starting to fall. You know, all the Lakers. Um, I think it was a great trade. I think if we look at the rest of the Orlando trades, I mean, we can talk about some of those. But I think that Aaron Gordon trade might be the most impactful of all the trades that were made on the deadline day. Here's the thing I'll say too is like you say they didn't give up much. I mean they gave up draft picks, but one, what, the Nuggets one, right? are a team. Yeah, one. Right. It's, it's so Sorry, it's 2025 first round pick. It says it's protected, but I can't figure out what the protection is. I'm assuming it's like top four or something like that. Yeah. But, but uh, the thing is too, like the Nuggets are locked into their core for like at least a while, and like they need to win now. So like, yeah, if I'm Orlando, I'm like, yes, let's get all the draft capital that we possibly can. Like that's great. Um, and if that's like you know the big thing that people are like a first round pick for Aaron Gordon, hell yes, like that's that's fine. Like Gary Harris, whatever, who cares? Like it's an expiring contract, so like that comes off your books. You don't have to worry about that too much. Aaron Gordon's giant fucking contract comes off the books. We don't have to pay that for the next couple years. Um, honestly, overall, I felt like it was a pretty even trade. Like Denver gets a piece that they need that, that will give them an opportunity to make a, a real run at a title. And uh, Orlando unloads a terrible contract, frees up some cap space, and uh, you know acquires a, a future draft pick. Like everybody wins there. Yeah, I'm good with it. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Uh, we can talk a little bit of that about the Vucevic trade. I mean, that's a big deal. The Bulls. The Bulls now have two All Stars. Uh, with him and Zach Levine together. Last night in his uh, debut, 
they got their ass whooped, but they went from being down 36 at one point, and then they brought it all the way back to nine. Yeah, they went on a run. Uh, they went on a pretty good run, uh, the, ultimately losing, but he had a good game. I think he had like 26 and nine or something like that. Yeah, to be f- he was like, tw- I think he was 21 and eight. But like, to be fair, Zach also shot like 38% for the game. Like, he yes, so Zach had a, Zach very, had a very, very down game. Very, very bad Zach Levine game. Yeah, but anyways, I mean, it's a. What are you guys' thoughts on this as an addition to the Chicago Bulls? Uh, if you like scoring a lot of points, the Bulls are probably going to be a fun team to watch. If you like watching a team play defense or any semblance thereof at uh, at the rim or on the perimeter, then you should probably choose a different team to spend your time watching. Um, they're going to be fun. I mean, I think I think like if, if him and Levine can develop a little bit of chemistry, get a little two man game going, I think that's gonna be fun. It's gonna be entertaining for Bulls fans. Are you gonna win a title? No. Which is why this move is a little perplexing to me because it's like it feels like a sort of uh move by the front office to be like, look, see, we're trying. Um, while at the same time knowing this is just gonna leave them mired in basketball hell forever because like you're not gonna get a lottery pick, you're just gonna get well, Vucevic. Um, now, having said that, we did an episode earlier this year where I decided I wanted to be a Bulls fan. It was coming on the heels of the last dance, and I'm going to be honest, I think that was a little bit of it. Like the, the Michael Jordan nostalgia. I was like, yeah, I'm going to root for the Bulls. And then I tried to do it, and I couldn't do it. However, I love my man's Vucevic. So I will definitely probably – I'll watch more Bulls games than I, I probably ever would have just because I want to root for him and I want to support him. Uh, that was a guy who, frankly, you know what? That's a guy who took the reins of the or, or the or the Orlando franchise when things were in doubt and like there, he was a, a lone bright spot in what was otherwise what has otherwise been a very dark period of my Orlando Magic fandom. So I will always support that man. Um, also seeing him get choked up at his first press conference with the Bulls talking about Orlando, that made me feel good. Um, I don't really have any connection to the city of Orlando, but I do love the franchise. So like seeing him like, you know, tear up about leaving the franchise and, and that kind of thing uh, was great. I think he's a good pickup for the Bulls. I don't know like how much he moves the needle. Like it's not like Vucevic makes you a title contender. I mean, not, no, I not- feel like this is a sixth place at best. And I feel like, I feel like that's, that's, is that being two nights? I don't know. I think that's a little generous, but I hear, I hear what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying I am happy for most uh, likely a, a play in tournament team. Yes. I'm, I'm very happy for the draft picks though. So thank you to the bulls for that. I actually think Orlando won this trade, but that's just sort of how I feel. I mean, you guys are bulls fans. You can talk to me about how you feel about it. Like you can give me that perspective, but I, I mean like, it's a fine trade for the Bulls. Like you definitely get better. Um, you get rid of Wendell Carter, who like a guy who outright says that he doesn't try during games. Um, so I like wouldn't care if Orlando cut him. All I really wanted he's out of that trade cut. was the draft picks. He's not getting cut. I, I I know he's not getting cut, but I'm saying if yeah. they were to cut him, like I would be fine with that. I understand he's not going to get Wendell cut. Carter is not they, a bad player. He just got put in a really weird situation with a really shitty coach, and I think the change of scenery is actually gonna be really good for the kid. Like less eyeballs overall. Nobody's watching Orlando. No offense, but my point that I was making, if you'll allow me to make it was I wouldn't even care if we cut him because all I really wanted was the draft picks. I'm not encouraging them to cut him. I'm not saying he's going to get cut. I'm just saying the draft picks are what I am most happy about. Um, But uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I I just I I threw on that that uh, Richard Mark song wherever you go. (laughs) 
you know, whatever you do, I'll be right here waiting for you. And then I just watch Vooch highlights for the majority of my day. Oh, that's beautiful. That's so beautiful. Well, let's move over to another We started talking about Vooch and you're like, we're talking about Aaron Gordon. We're talking about Aaron Gordon. I guess that's true. I guess that's true. I'll give it to you. Go ahead. I will. I'll, I'll be quick. We're very in sync today. This is good. It's not great. Oh, we're crushing it, guys. We're absolutely crushing All it. All over the place. Um, I'll say this, and I'll be quick. Both teams made a very clear decision on the future of their franchise with this trade. Like, Orlando was likely going to trade Aaron Gordon anyways. They were likely going to trade him Fournier. The Vooch thing, it, they were unclear on that. They could have kept running at and potentially ran for, for uh, like a, the A-seed again. But here's the thing. They're a bottom four team now. It made sense for them to just call it quits and just realize that, Hey, this season's over. And at this rate to task point earlier, like this is not the the future of the magic. Like we need to just, I didn't even know you could like reset or rebuild it in such a short period. <laughs> Can you rebuild again while you're already rebuilding? How does that work? Um, but I, I, for the, from the bull side, like it is a decision. It's, it's a move in an effort to make future moves, right? Like, we create a we create an opportunity now where we have two all stars. We have the second most all stars in the Eastern Conference now on one team. Uh, we've got a young potential star in Pat Williams. Uh, potential star might be a little strong, but you know, a, a strong potential player, like potentially the number three player on this team. By the time, maybe even the number two player on this team, by the time Vooch is kind of like aging out, so he's thirty now. So, like, he lines up relatively well to Zach Levine's timeline. But, like, if by 2023 he's our third best player and Pat Williams is our second best player or we're able to find somebody in free agency over the next two seasons, like, it's a move in the positive direction. It's a move from the front office saying, like, hey, we took a look at the guys that Gar Foreman and Jim Paxson drafted over the last couple of years. Didn't like what we saw. We're cleaning house. We're bringing in some competitors, and we're going to do kind of like a on-the-fly, like, win now trade i'm good with it i like vooch a lot i'm so excited for the two-man game between him and zach levine um and it's like i said like it's they have to make the playoffs this year like it's kind of a now this is like a win now kind of move they kind of have to make playoffs this year if they don't it's a huge disappointment um but i like this going into next season because like we did lose a lot of cap space by making this trade so like the guys that were coming off the book like basically renders that a zero now because cool auto Porter was coming off the books, but now we brought on Vooch, but like we can still go out there and make some splashes in free agency next year. We can get a point guard, have Kobe coming off the bench. Like he should be anyways. And Pat Williams has a second year where he's just like becoming more mature. I'm pretty excited. I'm pretty excited about the trade. And you know, as far as the draft picks are concerned, like sure this year, if we make the playoffs, that draft pick is probably in the teens would be my guess. Like somewhere mm-hmm. between like 14 and 17. Um, but by 2023, depending on how things are going, like there's no there's no promising that Zach Levine's going to come back. And by 2023, like Vooch is coming off the books too, so like these are tradable contracts at the end of this, right? So like that that one to four, like the top four protection is actually a good thing for us because like we may just trade these contracts in four years and start rebuilding again, or two years. Yeah, two years. It's two year contract, so pretty we, much. We could potentially keep that pick. And the thing is, too, like Vucevic's contract really isn't that bad. I mean, it's twenty five million dollars a year, but that's like relatively team friendly for the kind of production that you're going to get out and of him. It, and, and it so, goes like, down in value. Like exactly, as, I was just we, about to say that. Yeah, so. yeah it it it, uh, it it goes down. So shout out to him for signing a team friendly deal with Orlando, only for us to you know deal him shortly thereafter. Yeah. <laughs> he looked really, yeah. he looked really good last night. I'm excited to watch future, future Bulls games. Yeah, me too. I I enjoy, and I'm I happy that you guys are happy. 
Aww. Yeah, I, I really am. Just because I, I am because I, I love I love I love Vucevic, man. I, I always have. So, um, I'm happy that you guys are happy with him. I'm that that makes me happy because I, I want people to 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 cherish him the way that I did. Oh yeah, I'm excited. That's a beautiful way for us to open this. That's that's going to be the opening. Is you beautifully just being so nice about Vucevic and the fact that he's now in the Bulls. Let's move over to Florida again, but not Orlando. The sexier part, Miami. We're gonna go over there because you, wait, you are you trying to tell me you think Miami's sexier than Orlando? Are you trying to tell me Orlando's you sexier tell than me Miami? Attractive women and clubs in Miami are 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 more attractive than white, Disney white World moms at Disney World <laughs> with, with sensible there's khaki a, shorts. There's a there's a key adjective that you left out describing the white moms at Disney World. Old. Uh, it is a word that starts with O. It is not old. Oh, beasts. Oh, beasts. There you go. You got it. I will tell you, man, I went to Disney World for the first time in my life two years ago, and I have never seen so many fucking fat people. <clears throat> Holy shit. I'm not here to fat shame anybody because I am a former fat person, but these were not fat people. These were enormous people. If I've learned anything from Pornhub. It's that we call them big, beautiful women now. Okay, we don't call them. <laughs> is that the opener? Is that the opener? Who knows? Could be. I don't know. Who's, who's Miami Heat traded away Mo Harkless and Chris Silva in order to get Nemanja Bielica. I don't know if I made that. Said that. He's also, definitely not Italian. <laughs> no, I know. I love just doing it though. Uh, and also another trade that the Heat did at the last possible second was trade away Kelly Olynyk, Avery Bradley, and a 2022 draft pick swap. This is the pick swap you're thinking of, Jay. Yeah, you're right. For a one Victor Oladipo. Pat Riley got his man, guys. How do we feel about the trades that the Heat have done this year? And did then he, uh, did he get his, I'm gonna, his man? I mean, I think he yeah, wanted. I think he Victor got a Oladipo. man. I don't think he got the man he let- wanted. I'm going to let Jay go first, but I just want to say something. So Mo Harkless, fun fact, uh, 15th uh, overall draft pick in uh, 2015 um, by one – or was it 13? Might have been 13. I believe it was 13. 13. By one Rob Hennigan, former Magic uh, GM. Um, have kind of always followed his career a little bit. You know, he went from Orlando to Portland and, and so on. Uh, until I was reading about trade deadline scenarios prior to the deadline, I didn't know Mo Harkos was still in the league. Um, <laughs> Are you serious? He, uh, he is averaging, uh, like, he, he he's really not playing much. He's averaging 1.4 points per game this season. Um, he's not playing a ton. So, he's like, contributing. Uh, Shout out to him for yeah. I think we have a different definition of the word contributing, but um, shout out to him for uh, yeah. I don't know maintaining uh, a roster spot in the league, but anyway, Jay, go ahead. I, I just wanted to get that in there. No, it's clear that you wanted me to go first, so that's good. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. Like it was all the reports were that they wanted Kyle Lowry. Like I don't know that Victor Oladipo was their man. I think Victor Oladipo was a hundred percent a consolation prize, um, and I think it's pretty obvious that nobody else was even sniffing at Victor Oladipo because this trade was garbage for Houston. Like to, I was, I was out last yesterday for, with some, with some friends uh, over some drinks. We were talking about this trade and my one buddy was like, ah, what a great trade for Miami. Like for Miami and for Houston, like they got a pick swap and like Olenek, blah, blah, blah. Like that's going to come off their books. And I'm like, yeah, but like, let's really roll this out. 
how did Houston get Victor Oladipo? He was a part of the James Harden trade. So if we really roll this whole thing out, Houston basically got a pick swap and Kelly Olynyk for and James Avery Harden. Bradley. Well, that they're both coming off the books. There's no way that Olynyk and Avery Bradley like stay there. So like, cool. They cleared out some cap and they got a pick swap for James Harden. And sure, they got the picks from 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 Indiana and from Brooklyn. So like, yeah, they've got picks, but like. What a terrible trade. Oladipo's uh, overall stock has gone down so bad. Just yeah. dr- drastically terrible compared to like three years ago when he was all NBA. Like, um, I think it's great for Miami. Like, this is this is kind of a – this is a very – it's a trade where like they don't lose much. He's coming off the books regardless. If it goes really well, they have the money to sign him. Um, if it goes poorly, then he just comes off the book and they go after Kyle Lowry and free agency next year. I think it's a – I think it's a risk worth taking because if he's he's pretty, been pretty vocal about wanting to play in Miami for a while, if this is and fucking nobody wants to play in Houston right now, nobody, nobody no. wants to play in Houston right now. So maybe this is the move that like reinvigorates Oladipo, kind of the way that like the Jay Crowder, uh, Andre Iguodala trade last year kind of reinvigorated the Heat. Like that was something that kind of reinvigorated all parties involved. I think it's a net positive overall, but like, man, dude. Fucking Houston, get your shit together! What a fucking disaster! What a what a switch up! Yeah, uh, I just I, I don't need I don't have much to add there. Uh, I was I really wanted to make the James Harden point, so uh, yeah, that, that's the, it's it's hilarious to me that that is uh, <laughs> your return on James Harden was Kelly Olynyk and uh, Avery Bradley ultimately. Um, yeah, yikes! Uh, shout out to Miami though. Um, you know. Obviously, Jay, you were, I think you hit the nail on the head. Kyle Lowry is who they really wanted, and it's kind of weird that Kyle Lowry didn't end up getting moved at all. A little awkward, frankly. I think Super. you said that via text. Um, <laughs> but uh, Especially with the, all those like goodbyes. Drake called him and shit. Oh, man. Yeah, wild, man. Um, he like, so, almost cried uh, during, his, during his speech. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Could you imagine uh, that? That's like thinking you're gonna get a new job and you're giving like this big ass like goodbye speech to everybody because you're like tomorrow's the day they offer me a job. I'm gonna get my two weeks. It's gonna be beautiful. It's like in and the he, office when Michael Scott comes back after he's like, I'm definitely getting the job. I'm a shoe in. Yeah, I'm a shoe in. Like, he just comes back. He's like, Daddy's home. Daddy's home. Gotcha. <laughs> uh. <laughs> so terrible. Oh my goodness. Uh, uh shit. Uh let me I'll just I'll wrap my point up. All I was gonna say is they got Victor Oladipo in Miami. Uh yeah, he his his stock has definitely gone down. But the thing is, like you made a pick swap, you get a nice little reclamation project in Victor Oladipo. If you can make it work and you can make him and Jimmy Butler work, uh that's a good pickup. You gave up literally nothing to get you gave up like it, this isn't even a one man's trash this is another man's treasure. This is literally just sending stuff to the Houston Rockets garbage dump. Um, Avery Bradley stinks. He's a pretty much in that negative. If anything, like you're getting, you're you've already made an improvement off of what Avery Bradley was giving them. Kelly Olynyk is whatever, and uh, then the pick swap is is what it is. So like Miami, I mean, clearly, clearly won that trade. And Jesus Christ, fucking Houston, somebody needs to figure it the fuck out. They need to. I I, I don't know if it's the ownership problem. I mean, he's obviously Tillman Fertitta is obviously not not great, but like. Uh, I would maybe start reconsidering what you're doing with your uh, your your front office uh, after after one season with the moves that they've made this year. 
Yeah, and and great. also too to like the to the Avery Bradley Kelly Olynyk thing, like both of them have kind of fallen out of the rotation, especially Avery Bradley, and like they traded for N- Nemanja Bjelica, which is he's basically a better version of what Kelly Olynyk is right now. So right. Miami mm-hmm. didn't lose, like they severely, severely like, and they didn't get rid of Duncan Robinson. They didn't get that was the big thing. Like, not even Duncan Robinson was a part of this trade. That's insane to anybody. Yeah, yeah. Like the Tyler Hero thing, like that was the big hang up from what it sounds like for the Kyle Lowry trade, which I understand, right? Because like anybody who was trading for Kyle Lowry, like he's coming out, he's he's a restricted free agent next year, like or he had a he had a team option or a player option, pardon me. So like he had the option as to whether or not he wanted to stay or not. And like there's no guarantee that he's gonna stay with you if you make that trade. And trading off Tyler Hero for potentially a guy that's gonna come off your books next year, like that's a risk that like is probably not worth taking. You know, for a guy who's 34 and like is definitely on the downswing like he's he's had a good season but like overall like he's definitely on the downswing of his career like you trade a 20 year old kid who's potentially the future of your franchise like probably not a good idea so but the same thing happened with la like la was trying to go for kyle lowry and they didn't want to get rid of taylor horton tucker which like i don't know if he's the same caliber of player as tyler hero necessarily that's a weird thing from (laughs) from my perspective to be like oh no we're definitely not Not getting enough not if you ask the lakers fans out here THT's here to stay. He's the TH, THT is the truth. Oh, man. Uh, I want to say one thing because it's, it's really bothering me because we've been talking about Victor Oladipo so much, and it's really bothering me because Victor Oladipo was drafted in 2013 by the Magic. Mo Harkless was drafted in 2012, and I think I said 14, and it's been eating me alive since I we started talking about <laughs> Oladipo, and I realized that he was 13 and that Harkless was the year before. So um, <laughs> sorry for interjecting. Yeah, I just needed to get that, we out. Got that out there. <laughs> <laughs> I could I could see your head was okay, about to explode. Um let's talk um let's move around a little bit. We're gonna go on to the the West Coast. Um why, why are you saying it like that? I don't know. Uh Roger Rondo <laughs> is heading back to Los Angeles. Yeah, who cares? He's going to the Clippers. Fucking, no? no. Who 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 cares is what I say. You don't I think don't anything for that? I just think it's just like I think it's just fine. I think it's just like I think it's a just fine trade for all for all parties involved. Like Rondo wasn't Whoa. doing shit in Atlanta. Lou will get shipped off to the Hawks. I mean, if anything, that's the biggest win of the whole thing is that he gets to go to Magic City every week. Every week. <laughs> every week, bro. Every day. Right? <laughs> got the lemon peppers on deck. They got a, they got a cop for him in the back. There's like, oh, you just sure. crash here, man. Then go to the game tomorrow. Go to the game afterwards. Yeah, I, I, uh, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Rondo doesn't retire after this season. After this season. Yeah. What happens uh, if he, he has Clippers win and then he's just like, all right, I'm I'm out. I helped I helped both LA teams and the freaking Celtics win. I'm done. Well, look, the the one positive here is like the Clippers have been trying to run the offense through PG and or Kawhi, and like neither one of them are really playmakers. And Pat Beverly Correct. also also not a playmaker. So they didn't really have a guy who could set people up. Rajan, look, he was arguably the third best player on the Lakers last year. Like during that playoff run, like you could argue that he was the third best player on their team. Um, maybe KCP during certain games, but like he does turn it on during the playoffs and he is a guy who can set the tone, um, on the court. He's got a history and a relationship with Ty Lue, which helps. Um, and you know, he's, he's a, he is a guy who definitely is, uh, he's, he's a figure that certain people, you know, rub certain people the wrong way, but like overall, he's just like a respected NBA stud by most NBA players. Like most NBA players love playing with him except for Dwayne Wade and Jimmy Butler. But <laughs> yeah, that didn't go he, uh, I mean, 
he fit from a culture perspective. He fits really well in the, in that, on that Clippers team. Oh, yeah. So I think that that'll be good. Um, one thing about Rondo that kills me and like, I have to like, I, I, he, he, he looked like I, it, he doesn't look like he's aged a day no, no, since no. he came to the league. He's like 34 or 35 now. And he still looks the same. And sometimes that makes it hard for me to wrap my mind around the fact that like this guy is like not really in his prime anymore. Like he's kind of at the tail end of his career because I'm like, like he's, he's basically KG's age when KG went to like Minnesota, Minnesota. Yeah. You're right. Which is like wild to think about. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's, uh, KG is also one of those players who just has has had the same face for forty years. Oh yeah, oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're, you're absolutely that. KG came out the womb looking looking the way that he does. Yeah, it's ridiculous. He huh. doesn't he doesn't age, but his character from the original Backyard Basketball does continuously age. <laughs> That's a very specific reference. Thanks, Moving so. on. What the fuck are you talking about? Uh, yeah, That's I didn't know that. Gray. What? Dorian Gray. He doesn't I, age, but the picture of him does. Okay, I'm so sorry. I did something next topic. for you guys. That's next topic. Jesus. <laughs> I didn't think what? that would be that hard of a reference. I'm a very supportive laugher, but you got uh, no one was over my head. The Dallas <laughs> Mavericks. The Taverns Mavericks get the three-point shooter they need. And Nicolo Melli. Also, J.J. Redick. Uh, and then the Pelicans in return get James Johnson, Wes Awundu, a 2021 second round pick and cash considerations. I just want to hear Tad's thoughts on his boy JJ being shipped off to the Mavericks. I mean, oh, <laughs> getting hot in here just thinking about uh, Luca and JJ on the same team. Good Lord. Oh, man. Good Lord. Uh, I feel like Mark Cuban is just trying to make a team of uh, all white guys. He's going to get Joe Ingles next. I mean, this has been the plan for years, bro. They just want the yeah. Aryan All-Stars. That's what they want. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I mean, let's just fucking call it what it is, man. Like, this, this Dallas Mavericks team is like, oh, James Johnson? No, no. We got to get that guy out of Wessel Wondo? I don't even know how to pronounce that. Get him out of here. <laughs> give, me a, give, me a, give me a nice J.J. Redick. Something easy to pronounce, easy to love. <laughs> Give me an easy name like a Kristaps Porzingis. Right. <laughs> Something that really rolls off the tr- tongue, like I'm a Boban Marjanovic. Bro, like I'm telling you, the Jesus. fucking the Dallas Mavericks are essentially like the Slovakian national team at this point. Like that's basically <laughs> what they look like. They just look like the Eastern European All Stars. And you know they're trying. <laughs> that's because that's because Cuban. That's because Cuban struck gold with Dirk. So like now he just keeps going back All to that he well. Was. And hey, look, man, man. Luca. It's it's working out. It's working. So, and he, not working. They're trying to convince uh, Jokic to come over. I don't think it's going to work, but you know they I just want them all. I I want one team like in the league at some point to have both Bogdanoviches. I would really like that. Yeah. Um. Both Boyan and Bogdan. I mean, what do we want to talk about this trade? Like some no, players just, got moved I around. Like I don't think out. it moves in needle. I, I feel. I don't actually think there's any other. Tra- Is there any other trades you guys really feel that we need to talk about? Do you want to talk about the Bulls getting Daniel Tice? Like, I, mean, I, was, uh, I, I would, want to. I, I want to talk great. about Norman Norman Powell to Portland. Yeah. Oh, I'm um, so sorry. I did forget about that one. Go for uh, it. Interesting trade. I don't know how I feel about that. Um, 
you had Gary Trent Jr., who has looked like a very, very promising young player who like has the potential to be really good. Obviously, Dwight Powell has been like, you know, he, he's a little more established. He's had some Norman, success in the league. That's what Norman, Norman Powell. Oh, sorry. I, I, what did I say? Dwight? Dwight. Sorry. Who is a person, but yeah. yes, I know. Sorry. Not, I meant Norman Powell. Yes, correct. Norman Powell. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, they're like kind of the same player. Norman Powell, a little more established, sure, but Gary Trent Jr.'s potential looks out of this world right now, and I would personally rather have him. Now, I guess you could argue that the Blazers right now are probably in the best position they're going to be anytime soon to make a potential run. And so it's like, Hey, like, why don't we get the guy who we like, you know, we kind of know what we have, like, what, like, you know, we know we're probably going to get a little more offensive firepower. Like we're going to probably score a little bit more with a guy like, uh, with Norman Powell. Um, but I, I don't know. I, if it was me, I would have kept Gary Trent jr. I think Gary Trent jr. Is going to have a really long and successful career in this league. I agree with you 100%. I thought it was a dumbass trade. Norm Powell is about to make $20 million a year next year. He's coming off the books as a free agent. Gary Trent is under team control. They basically are the same player. Gary, I wouldn't say that Gary Trent is an equal to Norman Powell, but in terms of the type of player that they are and what they bring to the team, they're essentially the same fucking guy. And you exactly. get rid of Rodney Hood. Like, it, I just, like, Gary Trent wasn't the problem, Portland. The problem is that fucking uh, uh, Nurk. And Zach Collins are still hurt. You have no big men. Like, yeah. this was the team that should have gone after Vooch. This was the team that should have gone after Aaron Gordon. Like, another wing guy wasn't your problem. And Gary Trent is super promising and affordable. I just don't understand. It was a, it was a really weird trade for me. It, it, head scratcher, man. It didn't make any sense. I, I, I really didn't like it. And yeah, it pisses was, me off because I'm a Trailblazers fan. So, you know, it's not helping me. Yeah, I didn't yeah, like that at all. It made great. no sense to me. Um. Any other of the trades from the trade deadline you guys want to talk about? I mean, I think the only trades that like I think the only trades that we should talk about are the ones that didn't happen. Like we talked about Kyle Lowry a little bit, but like also Lonzo. Like Lonzo didn't move. There was he was in a lot of rumors. I guess John Collins too, right? Like John Collins was definitely in a John lot of, Collins, of the trade hops, rumors. Yeah. Um I I mean, we've talked about it on the podcast for quite some time now, but like I don't know why New Orleans was in such a rush to get rid of Lonzo. He's perfect next to next to Zion. Like, and he's been playing so well this year. Like, I don't know because why that's a rush that's a team that has a lot of problems in an identity crisis. And so they're just shipping people off and bringing things in to see what the fuck works instead of like actually committing to a plan. Yeah. They're a poorly run franchise. Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I think by not trading Lonzo, they've committed to something. Cause what's probably going to end up happening is he's going to be a restricted, a restricted free agent going into the off season. They'll likely bring him back would be my guess. Um, uh, yeah, it's, it was so weird to me that they were like so gung ho on trading him. I'm glad that John Collins is staying in Atlanta because he's he's a really fucking promising player. And like, if him and Trey Young can figure it out, like, that's a pretty nice one too. I mean, that, that's a that's a 2010 guy who's shooting like 38 percent from three. Like, it, you don't want to get rid of that guy. Um, My only issue with John Collins is like Trey Young is your star player, and obviously they have some sort of issue with totally. one another. And it's like, bro, he's like he's he's definitely. He's definitely better than you. Yeah. Um. I mean, John. Like, I. I just. I wish John Collins would just kind of accept the like. I'm gonna be the second option on a good team, sort of thing. Um. And then at Atlanta, I think we'll be in a, a much better position. Yeah. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> any other sort of 
trades or non-trades that you guys want to talk about? Um, I'm just trying to look through here. Just trying to see what else. Any teams? Uh, here's a question for the group. Are there any teams where you're kind of teams in particular that you're disappointed in from the trade deadline? Like we're in lasers. Right. But we've talked about them. Any teams that we haven't talked about where you're like, man, that's it. Or man, no moves, nothing. The bucks. They didn't really do anything. You know, something. I mean, it's, I, I'm not saying like, it's not like, I don't really know what, who they would move or what they need, but they're definitely missing something. I mean, they already made the bucks are just in a weird position because they gave up so many of those. They gave up all those picks for Drew yeah, Holiday, for which, Drew. like, let's be honest, uh, uh-uh, that wasn't it. Um, I mean, ate my words Drew's, there. Drew's been good this year. Let's let's. Been been Drew was well. like a borderline. I know, but he, yeah, but he he is clearly not the the thing that's going to push them over the, the threshold. Thing, yeah, like he, you know what I mean. Like they they gave up they gave up a lot to get him, and then they had nothing to give up to get anything at, at like at the trade deadline. And that's we'll be picking problem. up Austin rivers. That's a uh, Austin rivers was traded fun, um, and then fun. dropped out uh, or waived, I should say. So that's like the whole thing. He's going to be end up being, uh, being picked up by the bucks. That's not a terrible addition. No, I'm okay with that. I mean, yeah, the bucks is an interesting one, but like I said, like they made the PJ Tucker trade, like literally two weeks ago. So, you know, yeah. they didn't make a trade on the trade deadline day, but they kind of already made their trade. Like they're yeah, they pretty much. Yeah. They did. And, their and now they bring in, uh, you know, now they bring in Austin rivers potentially. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. The team I'm most disappointed in the Knicks. Mm, that's a good one. Yeah. The that's Knicks, a good point. Y- you're, uh, you're in a position you haven't been in in a long, long, long time. Yep. You're playing good basketball. Uh, things are, are going well. Make a move. Shore some stuff up. I agree. Like, you know. And they've got some young pieces that are movable that people like Kevin Knox or Frank Nilakino. Like, they've got some young pieces that they could have added as a part of a trade package to go get some of these guys to, like, bolster up their – their team and like really make a playoff push. Cause like, dude, it's been so fucking long since they made the playoffs. Like they, they need this. Yeah. They also do this. not trade related, but Knicks related. Give me all the Julius Randall and then give me more, please. I love him. Watching him this season has been so fun. He has finally like added, like he has refined his offensive game to not just like bull rush, uh, like the basket and like he used to kind of only have one move where he could really only go left and like go with his left hand. Uh, and he has, it, he has been a joy to watch. And the thing about watching him is I had this revelation the other day. I was like, Oh man, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, wow. He's like really like improved his offensive game. Like he can, you know, attack off the bounce. Like he can shoot the mid range. He can step out and shoot the three. Like, you know, he can like the, the, he, he can create for himself. Like it's a lot of fun to watch. And then this realization hit me and I was like, Oh man, you know, another really good player who tends to just really bull rush to the hoop. And if he can add this piece, these pieces to his game will be unstoppable is fucking Zion. Yeah. So who, after having a career high thirty nine points the other day, uh, game right after that scored thirty eight. Yeah, and shot like thirty nine. Shot like eighty three percent. Yeah. Oh yeah. He is a very efficient shooter. He's like he's like yeah, if Shaq could dribble. That's basically what he is. Pretty much. Uh, all right. Let's move over to a, a different type of big men, older big men. Uh, both Lamarcus Aldridge and Andre Drummond got buyouts from their teams, the Spurs and uh, Cleveland, respectively. And they both got picked up quite quickly. Marcus Aldridge went to the Nets, and 
Andre Drummond went to the Lakers. Fucking coastal elites, bro. Coastal they're trying elites. To, they're trying to fucking win. Uh, I want to talk. Let's talk the LaMarcus Aldridge one first to the Nets. Ted, I want to hear your thoughts on these first. Uh, on uh, he's, he's a five. He's a center. They got an, another center on the team. I almost said four, but I was like, wait, no, he's a five. No, he's a five now. He a five. What's your thoughts on their new five? Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't. I actually don't think he's going to get a ton of minutes for them. I don't think he starts. Oh, I don't um, think he starts. No, I think that's DeAndre Jordan for sure. No, it's Nick Claxton. Yeah. Oh, Nick yeah. Claxton. Claxton's been playing Claxton's very well. Been, he's fucking young and he's springy. Likes playing with yeah. James Harden. Yeah, he's starting. I, um, you know, a lot of people got up in arms about this. <clears throat> I mean, look, I'm not going to sit here and pretend that LaMarcus doesn't have like some game left because he most certainly does. He can't defend anybody, which the Brooklyn clearly has no issue with that. So, um, <laughs> Defense is uh defense it, is an optional it's an afterthought thing. if you can score and, 160. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So um he'll probably get some tick in some games. He'll probably get I, I actually think he'll get like a decent amount of playing time um when the playoffs start just because he has that playoff experience. Um but I mean at the end of the day, like uh yeah, like you got Blake Griffin and you got Lamarcus Aldridge, that would have been fucking sick six years ago. Um instead, like, you know, it, it just sort of is is what it is. Um the one thing that I will say is it it is really interesting to me, like the the buyout stuff, um, because like you 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 can essentially like you know what teams are going to be able to get these buy you know these buyout players, and it's going to be the big market teams, um, the teams that like ha- like are in position to win, and it does create a little more dis- it, it creates a little more disparity between the haves and the have nots, the coastal elites and those that live in the flyover states. You know what I mean? Um, like the like most people on the buyout market are not looking to go to like Milwaukee. Like Milwaukee is uh, is a top tier team in the league right now. Um, but why would you go there when you could go live in, in Brooklyn or you could go to LA um, and also play for a, a title contender? I think it just shows how much more difficult it, it, it is um, and always has been to win for small market teams. Um, as far as Andre Drummond goes, Hey, <laughs> Excuse me, Mr. Big Man. Have you ever heard of Dwight Howard? You might know how we rehabilitated him. Would you like to come join our team and do the same thing? You would? Yeah. I mean, honestly, Andre Drummond is probably the bigger of the two pickups just because, like, they desperately need a fucking big man. Yeah. They need uh, Marcus Salt ain't it. Um, and, and by, but he, the man plays hard, but, like, the, the legs are just clearly not there. <sighs> Montrez Harrell has been disappointing this season. He's scoring he really a lot, and do, but like he's not giving them anything. Like I, I don't know how how big of a, a net positive he is. So I think it will be. Uh, I think it'll be interesting. Um, I am very excited to see AD and AD on the court together when AD uh, grabs a rebound, passes to AD, who passes back to AD for the dunk. Like I'm gonna really enjoy seeing that sequence. Um, and I also think that uh, Anthony Davis begged Andre Drummond to sign with LA because he was like, "Bro, they're trying to make me play center. I ain't fucking doing it." <laughs> <laughs> like, Come um, on, I need you. Huh. So, the Lamarcus thing was disappointing. I actually kind of wanted to see him go to Miami or back to Portland. Great. Back to Portland would have been my dream. Um, so the the Brooklyn thing was kind of disappointing. But at this dude, he's he's thirty six. Like he wants to win a championship. Yeah, I'm I like, get it. I know what he's doing. Like I'm okay with it. I'm fine with it. I'm just you know selfishly, I wanted to see him go back to Portland or go to Miami. I thought that would have been more fun. 
Um, or even Boston. Like that could have been fun. Um, Hear me out. Detroit. For, <laughs> for LaMarcus. Oh, sorry. I thought you said under. <laughs> <No, no, no. laughs> We've run this bit before we've done this. I know. Um, I was trying to beat it into the ground. Sometimes when you do something but, funny, it's funny at first and then you keep doing it and it stops being funny, but then it eventually comes back around. around. Sure, 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 sure. Um, so yeah, I mean the Lamar, the, Lamar- the Lamarcus one, like, you know, he can probably give you 18 minutes a game, probably give you about 11 points a game at this point in his career. He's fine. Um, I think, you know, the nets are just trying to like stockpile, you know, veteran minimum players or people off the buyouts just to like finish out their roster. Um, and like, you know, <laughs> fucking James Harden said it the other day, dude, he might be the MVP at this point because uh, they basically have not had KD for like seven weeks uh, yeah. and Kyrie's been in and out and they have not lost a step. And a lot of it has to do with him. Uh, Very it'd, true. Be, it'd be hard. I'd be hard pressed not to see him as, at least at the top three for MVP. But that's not what we're talking about here. Um, LaMarcus is interesting. It's whatever. Um, the, the Drummond one was he was an interesting one because I wasn't sure what he was going to do because he he'll be a free agent this year. And like, I thought for a second he might go to the Knicks. Like I thought that might be something like they could afford him next year. Like that might've been an interesting move for them. Frank, personally, I don't know that I would want that as a Knicks fan, but like, that's a big dog that you can go get. And, um, especially with Mitchell Robinson out. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, and granted Mitchell Robinson is no Andre Drummond, like as far as production, um, they do very different things. Um, the Lakers, the Lakers are potentially in a situation where like, uh, they said like AD is probably out for another four weeks and LeBron's out for four to six weeks. Like they might be playing in the fucking playing tournament, dude. Like they are so bad without LeBron and AD. I think they've lost their last five games. Like they need Drummond to just be a stop gaps for how bad they are right now. Like that yeah. team without those two players is a trash bag. They are terrible. They beat Cleveland, but they lost to Philly, New Orleans, now, uh, Phoenix, gonna- and Atlanta. And I think there's also, if I'm not mistaken, their next game is like against the Jazz and the Mavericks. And they got five in a row before they beat Cleveland. I I do want to say one thing in defense of that Lakers roster. You show me one team in the league that you don't take away their two best players for a month and isn't a fucking trash. You you know what I mean? Well, Brooklyn. Took took two or the three. I I was going to add the not Brooklyn. They they have a third best player that nobody else would have. That's fair. Um, yeah, they their next game actually their next game is against the Magic, so they that's to to the Sunday. Then they play the Bucks, the Kings, the Clippers, the Raptors, the Heat, the Nets, the Knicks. Actually, I thought they played the Jazz. I might have looked at it incorrectly. They got a back to back in April. That's what they play the Jazz. But uh, I don't know. They got some winnable games, but also some games that they'll probably definitely lose, and they'll probably. I think they slide like six seven until these guys come back. Possibly. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's it's tough to watch. I'll tell you right now. Yeah, they're not. You guys want to watch some terrible watch. basketball? Watch that Orlando Lakers, the that Magic Lakers game because uh, tonight. Yeah. <laughs> oh wait, this actually reminds me. I did not bring this up uh, the last time we recorded, but I want to just really mention it really quickly. Lakeland Magic, G League champions. Hell yeah! <laughs> 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 Got to celebrate something, I guess these days. I ain't got and the increasing tick up in minutes for Mo Bamba. Let's fucking go. Oh man. Oh, that guy's got much. Wow. You know what's the funniest thing about that trade is that Orlando could have had Wendell Carter, but they drafted Mo Bamba instead. And now they have both of them. They have both. (laughs) Man, I was I was high on Mo Bamba. Sad magic noise. I was never I was so afraid that the Bulls were gonna draft Mo Bamba. I was so afraid. (laughs) 
I thought that I thought that Orlando was going to take a point guard, and then we were going to be stuck with Mo Bamba. Thank God. Yeah, we got Wendell Carter Jr. instead. <laughs> he was. I remember just having a meltdown me. because I thought we were going to draft Trey Young. That was. Well, the- that was the first. Uh, I think that was the first official episode of Tad's NBA tenure, uh, and that was us watching the draft live at the apartment. And Tad's face just went blank. Yeah. She was just so mad. She's like, oh no! Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah, I mean, when your franchise, uh, well, you guys know when your franchise just drafts terribly all the time, right? Yeah, uh, you generally. Th- here's the thing: I will generally just think that no matter who we take. Is gonna be terrible. Like, uh, we could get uh, what's his name? Uh, Kate Cunningham, Jalen Green. We get Jalen Green this year, and I'd be like, man, I don't know. He's probably not gonna be any good. <laughs> <laughs> All the kids that are in the draft, if they come to Orlando, like, oh, they must not be great. Uh, uh, must, must not, not be, be that good. Like um, All right, let's yeah. scoot on over. Unfortunately, some sad news. Uh, well, it's sad and and amazing. Truly, uh, Tad's a Tad's a witch. Uh, because he said last episode, barring any injury, freak injury, <laughs> LaMelo Ball is the rookie of the year. He broke his wrist, fractured, right? Was it fractured or broke? I mean, no, no, fractured, his wrist fractured, is fractured. Uh, he's out for the rest of the season, and almost within seconds, everyone's like, well, Anthony Edwards is winning now. Uh, Tad, how's it feel to be a Tad Stradamus? There are a lot of things we have talked about on this podcast that have weirdly come true or players that we have bashed who have weirdly turned it around. And I'm starting to be concerned about the level of power that we may have over the ability that NBA players have on the floor. Um, like I, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Gary Trent Jr. just goes out and absolutely balls out in Toronto mm-hmm. while uh, he drags them to the fifth Norman seed. Powell falls on his face. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He drags the Raptors to the fifth seed. Um. Yeah, I mean it's it's cool, man. Having this sort of power, this inadvertent, like latent power. Like I, I don't actually have the ability to like use it. I, it just sort of comes and uh, you know, like it's it's latent, right? Like I, I just it's, it kind of happens. It's, it's your version of the that's so Raven thing, where it just like hits you. <laughs> <gasps> oh my god! Great show, man. Raven. Oh god. Uh. Man, the dude that put his sidekick like, went nuts, didn't he? Oh, Orlando Brown. Yeah, he's an absolute lunatic. He went nuts, um, right? That's what I thought. Oh, yeah. didn't know that. Yeah, Nikki, do, uh, if you want to get real sad about your childhood, do a little Googling of Orlando Brown. Today. I feel like I'm, if you Google most most things from your child, the childhood actor stuff usually ends sad. Almost always. That's a good point. Yeah. You if know, there's anything you know, I've learned in my two years out in Hollywood, is it's, uh, it's uh, not the best place for people. <laughs> not going to lie. Especially children. Especially children. Oof. You know what won't make people sad? When Tyrese Halliburton wins Rookie of the Year. That won't make people sad. That'll He's make me good. happy. I like Anthony Edwards, but I think Tyrese Halliburton should be the winner. If he that's, can help drag the Kings into the playoffs. I don't five-game yeah. winning streak since putting him in the starting lineup. That's that's says something, you know? Yeah. Like, hey. He is taking – he takes the second most shots for them in the fourth quarter. Behind so. Darren Fox, I'm assuming? Well, his buddy healed out here getting uh, way too many fourth quarter shots. Chucking. God. I love Buddy <laughs> Healed, man. I just love Buddy Healed. Yeah. I wish he would. I hope that Buddy Healed has a 
I can't I can't picture him like at this stage because he's older. I mean, he's already like he was a senior when he got drafted, so he's already older than like you know most people would be in the league at this stage in their career. Sorry for yawning. Um, he is twenty eight right now, but I am hoping that at a at a minimum he can become a Jamal Crawford, Lou Williams type player, uh, just a sixth man energy spark, instant offense off the bench guy. I would really love that. You know what he needs to do. He needs to go to the Warriors and be there <clears throat> because he shoots like Steph, but he's big like Clay. So it's perfect because they're already on the team. So once they get off, <laughs> off the bench and they're like, fuck, we just played both of them. Now they got to play both of them fusion together into one guy. It'd be perfect. That's what do. that you're, you're, that's what the Kings owner said about them, right? About yes. Putty Healed. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah. yeah. He's a big, big like Clay. He shoots like Steph. I, I something like that. Yeah, I don't Bro, let me, I got some news for you. Nobody shoots like Steph. Yeah, also, he's not that big. What the fuck are we talking yeah, yeah, about? Yeah, I'm looking at him. He's 6'4", 220. Yeah, he's pretty small. <laughs> not that big of a man. Uh, but yeah. Um, any th- So let's go on to uh, things that we want to... We're excited for, things that we couldn't care about. What are our thoughts for, the, for those guys as we wrap it up here? Bulls basketball. I'm excited right. to watch... I'm I'm excited to watch the Bulls, man. Look, they got destroyed last night, but like I said, Zach was really bad last night. It was our first game with the new guys. I'm really excited to watch Vooch and Zach Levine over the next couple of weeks and see what happens there. Just from like, not even from like a playoff run perspective, just from like a pure basketball enjoyment perspective. It got really hard to root for Wendell Carter there towards the end. And I was really, I was very much in his corner. You like, were if you would have asked me of like the guys that they've drafted recently, who I'd want to keep, Wendell Carter was at the top of my list. Uh, and he just he just kept it making it harder and harder to keep him at that that top. I still think he was more valuable than than Laurie, but yeah, give me Vooch all day. I'm super excited about Bulls basketball. Yeah, I do agree with that. Ted, anything for you? Uh, the only thing I'm really like looking forward to right now, it's not this week, it's next week, is the Masters tournament. Um, so, you know, there's that. Uh, I am I'm very much yeah, looking forward to that, on. which is 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 coming. Are you reserved soon. when you watch golf, or are you still screaming like you do when you watch like Iowa sports? Oh no 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 no! I am very much uh, feet up, laying on the ground or like laying on the on the couch, yeah, uh, like just chilling. I I fall asleep every so often, <laughs> and I wake up and somebody hits a good You're shot. And I'm like, oh, nice. glad I glad I woke up in time for that, you know, and like check the leaderboard, you know. It's uh yeah, golf golf is very much. Um, Golf and baseball game, yeah. are, are two that, uh, you know, hey, there's something. Uh, I've said a few weeks or like a month ago or so that I didn't give a shit about baseball. But now that it's coming back, I'm just kind of like, man, baseball. I got to say, I want to say one thing about baseball. Baseball, listening to baseball games on the radio is 10 times more enjoyable than it is watching it on TV. And I will I will die on that. Hit. I agree with that. I agree with that, too. It's just so old timey. It works. Yes. Yeah. All right, that's well, exactly what it is. You're, you're yeah, absolutely right. It just, it just works so well. Uh, let's get over to plugs. Wait, what are you? What are you looking forward to? Oh, I'm looking for. I agree with Jay. I, I'm looking forward to the bull. bull oh, basketball. okay, okay. I, I was, didn't know if you. I, was, I didn't know if you were just agreeing or if. Oh, you, yeah, yes, okay. no, sorry. Yeah, I, I le- yeah, I was legitimately excited yesterday. I was waiting. I was like, oh shit, it's time for Bulls basketball. A sentence I have not said for years. Oh yeah, so, me and my boys were looking for a place to watch the game. We ended up going to a Mexican joint, just putting on my buddy's phone. 
just watched the game. I was like, we got to take, we got to take this in. We got to see what it looks like. And then once they were down thirty six, we were oh, like, they were down twenty fast. We we're like, all right, let's just finish this out, Pastor, and get the fuck out of here. Yeah, let's, let's dip. <laughs> oh man, that um, sounds good. Even though I just ate Chipotle, and then I had two bratwurst on the golf course earlier. So yeah, Ooh, same, same thing. Same I'm thing. probably gonna have some pizza a little bit here. I'm gonna so. have some High five. Nice high five to the camera. Yeah. Boom. All right, let's get over to plugs. Follow me on Twitter at Tad Hall underscore and on Instagram at Tad dot Hall. That's right. You can follow me at J underscore Kilos on Instagram and Twitter. You can follow me at Nikki Palooza. You can follow the podcast at NBA Pod. And you can also follow on TikTok, Valley Ghostbusters. Yeah. Uh, we're almost at 4,000 followers, so that's cool. Um, all right. So for Jay, for Tad, I'm Nikki. This has been NBA. Thanks for listening. We out of here. Bye. See ya. Bye.